Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Kenji. Good morning. Hi, my Kenji. peoples. Hi, Kenji. Good morning. How are you doing, Zippy? We I'm missed you well, last week. You. Sorry? We missed you last week. Yeah, I know. I missed you guys too, but it was fun to just listen to you guys. Yeah, we had such a good conversation with Kevin Kanyotu and uh, and Tony. Yeah? There were people who I think they were in the mountain for a week because they came with uh, wisdom upon wisdom. <laughs> there are men full of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. So, um, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, those who are joining us, um, today we are going to be talking about business recovery tools. We're on the third part of this series. I think this will be the last part. And our major focus today is going to be the workforce and also um, uh, some of the, the changes that have also happened with uh, stakeholders in your business. So we'll be also we'll be exploring that. Uh, but before we start, I'd like we just do a quick intro. I'm your host, I'm Kenji Keremi, and uh, I'm, I'm more of a digital consultant. Uh, and, uh, there's uh, Tony, who's going to introduce himself. Tony. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. My name is Anthony, uh, Anthony Kuria. Um, I am one of the part um, a partner at Aurum Consultants. My remit is handling risk advisory, and uh, I'm very pleased to be here. Oh, fantastic. Zippy, and I sorry, Zipora. <laughs> I actually love Zippy. My name is Zipora. Some people call yeah. me Zippy or Zip. Um, and I am so grateful to be here this morning. I work at Aurum Consultants, um, one of the partners, and uh, I'm in charge of HR advisory. Fantastic. Thanks, Zippy. Uh, good to have you. Um, now, you know, I'd like I like to kick things off with a story, and uh, I I was reading uh, an article. I think it was like two weeks back, and it was about how Airbnb uh, has chopped almost half of their workforce. So you know, it's not that they try and follow some of these uh, let me say uh, tragic stories of, of of employees and what's happening in the industry. It's just like I like to see what's what's happening globally so that I have a bigger picture and I'm not living in this cocoon, you know, here in Nairobi, Kenya. Mm. So um, I, I, I read that uh, about 1,500 employees uh, were actually going to be shelved. They were, going, they were moving into more of um, contractual agreements and also I, I think half of them were only going to report to work. So most were either had to be given forced leave or some even their contracts were terminated mm-hmm. others were had to be and and more of t i think tier one the 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 middle managers to the senior managers were actually the ones who had to report to the office and they had also changed the layout of their office <laughs> you know that social distancing is um it's a real thing like the policies especially in the u.s are very stringent so they've restructured even the floor space even just how they sit and i'm like wow it looks weird you now everyone now looks like a manager everyone has a corner office you know 
<laughs> but but yeah. but the idea is you know we we are, we are trying to 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 also uh, uh make sure that we we take care of each other and we don't infect each other mm-hmm. uh but but yeah. I, i want to start with you zp the the so that the many changes that have happened in the workforce and you being a consultant a lot uh, hr consultant a lot of businesses have come to you uh asking for solutions on how we can still stay afloat um what what have been the changes or the trends that you've seen uh in in the workforce um interesting you sharing that story kenji because uh a lot is changing in the work uh, space huh? and looking at um the current uh, scenario in our own country let's uh, contextualize it into our own country uh the ministry actually has uh, put uh, measures in place where you know if you're going to recall employees back to work then you have to put some certain measures in place like employees have to keep a 2 meter distance and of course that is going to call for us to completely change the floor plan of the office is going to make uh, employers have to relook at do we really need everyone coming back to the office or do we need to have some teams working from home and i think this has been the talk of employees working from home employees working from the office and again as kenyans um, i think sometimes we tend to go back to the norm very quickly because when this began we thought it would be a short term but again it's looking like it's going to be a longer uh, term issue so again we need to relook at our structure our office uh, space and see do we need to have everyone coming in and even before we start looking at the office structure uh, we need to relook at uh, the number of employees we have uh, this uh, situation has called employees to relook at their workforce do we need all these employees do we need um, employees taking up new challenges how do we re-engineer our workforce and ensure that the employees we have are actually doing what they need to do to help us recover during this season. So there's a lot of um, shifts and changes happening right now to re-engineer how we are doing business and how we are handling employees at the workplace. Oh, and and also um I've, I've, and and the government is really taking these measures very seriously. I was at a restaurant mm. the other day having a meeting Mm. and uh the the attendant or the person who came to serve us was mm. very adamant and came to space mm. so she was just like hey guys are you you're a group of three and advice if you join your your tables and sit across each other and i'm like i sit with a mask in english we won our masks mm. uh, but the that the 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 attendant was like no uh, uh official government officials could pop in anytime and we don't our establishment to be to be closed or we don't to be in trouble with the law and and i respected that i mean i i realized that um, kenyans are actually taking measures and uh, drastic measures to protect uh, everyone at large not just the 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 customers that come in their employees and everyone they are in contact with uh but uh, Zipora, I've also realized there's been so many changes when it comes to um, guys getting getting um, around contracts. I mean, um, employees themselves don't even understand yeah. what kind of contracts they should get into with employers. You know, 
what 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 can safeguard their interests because they're just looking for jobs and they don't read the fine print i mean majority just get a job and they're like ah nice i have placement here let's go you know but what are the things also an employee should look out for in terms of the contractual agreements they're going into with uh, employers oh Katie, before I even talk about the contracts, uh, just in relation to what you just mentioned yeah. about the social distance at the workplace, as an employer, think about it like this. If you have a, your staff coming to the office and one employee yeah. happens to have COVID, you know what will happen is that everyone else who has interacted with that employee will have to go to self-quarantine or the government quarantine. So in essence, what that will mean, you might have to actually shut down your office. So even as an employer, we, as we think uh, about employees coming back to the office, we need to think about uh, the long-term plan. We need to look at uh, all the risk exposures to our employees and to the business as well. In the event we have a complete shutdown of the office, then how are we going to revive the business when everyone is down? So there's a lot of thinking that needs to happen actually for employers as they make these decisions. Now, when we come to the issue of contracts, I think one of the things we have to put in mind is uh, before COVID, if you are an employer, you had employees. And those employees have uh, contracts, whether written or non-written. And the law is very clear about uh, contractual agreements. Now, from an employer's perspective, you might find yourself in a situation where you're realizing it's becoming difficult for me to meet the obligations of this contract. So one of the things that employers need to ask themselves is what are the options that I have? A lot of employers have uh, resorted into sending employees on unpaid leave or sending employees, uh, you know, uh, on half, uh, pay or pay cuts. And again, you cannot do this without uh, relooking at the, you know, contractual agreement in totality, where you need to actually discuss these issues with the employees. So assume you need to send your employees on unpaid leave because there are industries that are seriously affected and the employees will be away for a very long time. Then what options do they have? Number one, I think you need to discuss with your employees and let them understand how your business has been affected and what measures uh, you're putting in place to safeguard uh, the survival of the business. So if you're going to send employees on unpaid leave, number one, you need to have a discussion and that needs to be agreeable to the employee. Because again, the moment you send employees on unpaid leave and there's no mutual agreement, then you open a door for other issues to come up like labor uh, related issues. So there needs to be agreement, there needs to be documentation that is signed by both parties that this is what we have agreed. You are taking this number, day, number of days of unpaid leave. And the same applies to pay cuts if employees are going to take, take pay cuts. Then again, there needs to be agreement and you need to have signed documentation with employees who are happy to take pay cuts. Now, on the side of the employee, uh, and this might be a very uh, harsh season for employees because they are finding themselves victims of a circumstance. Now, assuming as an employee, you are to say, I am not taking an unpaid leave or I'm not taking a pay cut, and your employer is actually not able to sustain you, then you are only pushing your employer to take actually other drastic measures which might result to losing actually your employment. So there's a lot of dialogue that is required during this season for employers and employees to understand how they are going to handle this uh, 
uh, season. Again, going forward as employees, as employers, we need to think about then how do we structure our contract so that in the event we have a disruption like this, then it's very clear how the contractual agreement can be ended if you know the business is unable to sustain uh, the contract agreement. Yeah, and 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 just uh, just to just to put maybe to capsulate what you talked about is this needs a lot of care yes. and over communication from uh, employers. Yes. You know because I I feel like uh, the the, the the base of it all is just being human, you know. Put your empathizing and putting yourself in the employee's shoe. You know, uh, you, you, there may be family people, uh, they have uh, dependents and all that. You know, you just have to be, uh, just to have a, a good level of care. Because again, uh, we also see we are reestablishing a new normal. And mm. there's some companies that have gotten a bad reputation some of them are in the labor courts right now i'm sure the cases in the labor court right now have piled up uh and and for us we just it just shows also the leadership it shows the core of your leadership how does that look like uh, are you guys more money or people driven yeah but if we can just move move on over to now to let's talk about uh the business changes and especially when it comes to stakeholders stakeholders could be if in your business you're a retail business now we're talking suppliers it could be uh even for your business you could have taken a loan how what's what's your what's your relationship with the bank what's your relationship with the insurer what's your relationship with any person who affects uh, the day-to-day running of your business so uh tony yes I, I just want to give some context here what happened the other day <laughs> and what's funny is I realized that um, spaces have been repurposed e.g. Mm-hmm. churches mm-hmm. have turned into production houses they are not places of congre- congregation uh, like uh, or guys are not meeting anymore when you go there you will see you have your your cameras the youth uh, let me say uh, service is happening in one corner adult service in another one the kids content is being produced it's become another royal media so I'm just like spaces are being repurposed yeah? um, mm. I also noticed that I was going to to I was looking for some accessory for some uh, for a computer and I went to this shop that I, I normally get stuff uh, in Westlands and the guy had closed shop uh, so I could see through because he has a glass window. I could see he turned his office into a store. <laughs> so it's not a well, shop anymore. It's not. It's not. A, you can't physically get in. So he's left a number. He's now showing you his online. He has uh, his Facebook and his uh, uh, Instagram account there. And then he tells you hey, if you if you need X Y Z, call me. So I'm seeing how. Mm-hmm. He, businesses have reinvented themselves and i'm like hey truly uh, you cannot stay stagnant what has been yes. your experience what what have you noticed and especially in uh, in your field what have you come to see what has changed okay uh that's a very interesting uh, example that you've used there of um, a businessman shifting very quickly to be able to 
to to operate you know online and churches also converting it to, to something else one of the things that struck me and i was discussing with zipora before we began recording uh, uh, i think i'm correcting this nairobi hospital uh, like most hospitals in Nairobi and uh, across the country have seen numbers of customers, these uh, people who are unwell, reduce dramatically because of, uh, because of reduced, uh, because of first of all, because of the lockdowns that have been in Nairobi. And then also because there's this phobia that if you go to hospital, whatever ailment you have might be labeled as caused by COVID. And since most Kenyans are afraid of being put under isolation, so many, for some reason, hospitals are not getting the number of uh, um, patients who, in their case, these are clients, are coming in. So I read somewhere that the hospital, just like the churches you're describing, has, uh, convert, has is now offering some of their facilities for, for conferencing. You know, offering people uh, a place where they can come and do meetings, if you have a meeting of a group of people, now that uh, social distancing protocols have become seriously enforced, so a place like Kenyatta International Conference Center, KICC, that could fill 3,000 people night now, it can only fill 500. So the idea is those wanting to do uh, conferencing will struggle to get space. And they saw an opportunity there, which they can use for purposes of uh giving people an alternative to video conferencing i mean conferencing and therefore also earning some money that gives you an example of uh the opportunities that that are there and uh institutions looking for other ways to be able to handle uh the fact that their income flows from their traditional sources of income have gone down yeah now when it comes to vendors suppliers creditors and such like my take is that going forward as you know things change dramatically in the way we do business if you are if you are determined to keep going into i mean you know determined to keep going and the, the opportunities there like now the person who is your supplier for electronics parts then you've got to look carefully who are those who owe me yeah who are your debtors then who are your creditors? How is your supply chain um, structure? How does it look like? Then above all, do you still have a market for your product? To use the example of your where you went to buy um, an electronic part, it means this guy still has a market for his, his products. It's only that now the way he was uh, you know, distributing it has changed. He has realized I'd rather be operating, I'd rather reach a wider market through digital media, where through Facebook, through Instagram, through WhatsApp, people can be able to order, and then I can link with, um, with, uh, with uh, you know, somebody who can do the delivery. And therefore, I may make a smaller percentage of, uh, of the profit, but I'll reach a wider audience. And therefore, I'll still be in business. When it comes to you know, uh, now businessmen like those ones, they'll need to look: who are my suppliers? Who supply me with these electronic goods that I am selling? And then, how do I reach out to my clients? Are there people who owe me? Do I have bank loans? Do I have creditors who are probably knocking at my door? And therefore, how is my cash flow position looking at? And he will probably, he or she will probably look and see 
if my cash flow position is not so bad because when I supply Kenji with his electronic parts, he pays me cash. So at least my cash flows are okay. Now I look back at my bankers. You look back and look at uh, my creditors, my 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 source of capital. How do I have a loan with them? And if I do, can I go and renegotiate with them in order not to have the previous pre-COVID terms continuing during, during this season? Can I negotiate with them for lower rates of interest for a longer repayment period so that I can still have the cash that can enable me to move more and more of those goods? So it's really for business people and entrepreneurs, you've got to sit down and look at your business. Look at, first of all, am I still in business? Do I still have a market for my products? If the answer is yes, then how is my supply chain looking? Uh, uh, do I have any debtors? If yes, then you need to have a plan with them. If no, if yours, if yours is selling by cash, then the key is now keeping that uh, flow coming in. People coming, people knowing that you're still in business, you know, whether by digital media or advertising, people to know that you're still there, you're still supplying. And then also, uh, for again, to use that example of yours, of your electronic shop, the supply chain coming, say his electronic goods were coming from China. Uh, does he still, can he still be able to source for these things? Are they still being used? I mean, are there flights that can deliver these things to, to him? If no, then now again, he will have to look, where else can I be able to get this stuff? So for entrepreneurs and business owners, it is looking from end to end. First of all, do I have a market? Can I be able to supply it? Are my suppliers still in business? Can I find other ways to advertise myself? Can I talk to my creditors, to my dentists, my bankers? You look at the whole chain and adjust accordingly. That is the way to recover. That's the way to survive. We can't hear uh, Sorry. Kenji, looks like we are. Yes. Yes. I'm back. I'm back. Yes. yes. So saying, Tony was actually trying to get an accessory from Amazon the other day. And then now the, mm. the ship at the logistic company that I was working with, those I was dealing with, was telling me, you'll get it in 90 days. And I'm like, what? <laughs> 90 days? And because there's a backlog of shipments. And then I'm, I just thought, uh. we're those Kenyans who are not building Kenya. So I had to source that thing locally. It was painful because mm -hmm. it was a bit expensive, but it's just getting into the culture of also just sourcing things yeah. locally and supporting our very own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, our, thank you for the, the guys who are, uh, uh, are watching. We have uh, questions yes. and comments. I think, uh, Zipporah, this is for you. This is a HR related matter. I'm just going to pull it up on the screen. Uh, thank you, Monde, for sharing that. And uh, she says, communication between employers and employees is very vital. Mm -hmm. Many times, employers assume that assume the employee should understand why they are being let go or receiving a pay cut. So uh, she continues to 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 say, I've also observed many people parking their cars on the side of the road and displaying different commodities for sale. 
not sure if these employer um, employers or employees reinventing themselves but there's definitely a change in the way people are thinking i'm glad she's noticed there's a change in how people are thinking but to answer the first question yeah there are many times communicate there's a lot of communication breakdown uh let, let, let me say uh, if if i was an employer i'm an employer how do i break down this impl- uh, info this information to an employee uh, i'm trying to let them go or i'm trying to to cut their salary uh, how would we do it just <laughs> if you could role play <laughs> <laughs> i i think tenji that's a very uh, good question uh, one of the biggest challenges we have as employers um we like doing a one way communication where the communication loop is not complete and the communication loop is only complete when you get feedback from the people you're communicating to now in the case where you are communicating to employees it's very important for you to get feedback from them and i keep on saying employees are the biggest assets you will ever have because if you have good and you don't have good employees then at the end of the day that product might not be able to move So if you have good um, uh, employees and you have a great product the truth is your business will grow. Now when it comes to communication and in this particular scenario where businesses are facing challenges the best approach is dialogue. Call your employees in a round table conversation. Uh, bring out the challenges the business is under going through this season and throw the questions back to them. how do you think uh, we need uh, to what do you think we need to do to survive during this season and you'll be surprised as some of these uh, uh, solutions will actually come from the employees themselves and they'll say maybe we can take a pay cut maybe we can go on leave and exhaust our own leave days so the mm-hmm. the dialogue will actually help them make a, a decision that is acceptable to the employee because they are engaging the employee the challenge comes in when at the top we make a decision and we communicate down and the employee has no way of recourse of saying uh, I am not in agreement with this have you considered yeah. this so there needs to be a two way communication where you're getting feedback and the truth is as an employee if you tell me to take unpaid leave i will tell you i don't think you're being fair okay mm-hmm. now it's up to you as an employer to actually uh show me why you think it's important or necessary for me to actually take that uh action and how maybe you're going to support me during that season when I'm on unpaid leave like you said earlier remember these are people with families they still have to pay rent they still have to feed their children and it will break my heart if i know my employees at home and they're not able to put food on the table for their kids and some of the things are even with some of our clients they have send employees on unpaid leave but they have taken the initiative of weekly giving food provision and you see they might not be able to meet their daily uh, basic needs but at least the basic need for food is met and this is on assumption probably that the employee is able to negotiate with the landlord and say look i'm not able to pay your rent now you might need to give me a reprieve for a couple of months and we'll find a way of catching up So there's a basic need for food. Forget about accommodation. Accommodation people will find. But food is a very critical basic need that we need to think about. So again going back to communication it needs to be a two way channel communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I totally agree. Uh sometimes uh, 
the the employer is usually finds or looks at himself as supreme you know because they're the ones who are cutting the check they always look at uh, you know now mm. you are the one you're subject to my laws and i think that's uh, it's a, it's mm. an attitude change that employers should have that's a narrative that needs to change because think about it this way you are the employer you need me as your employee okay mm. i'm the employee i need you as my employer so both of us need each other there's nothing yeah. about priority here both of us mm. need i need your money you need my services so we have to have that mutual understanding as we get into this relationship that's that's very true in fact i was i was you know the way some businesses prioritize um, uh, customer service i saw the model where amazon in every meeting every brainstorm they leave a chair empty and they say that is the customer's chair yeah? in this room the the sentiments and the interests of the customer are must be met and must be heard so the way you'd go around a meeting and say what's your view what's your view okay what is the customer's view <laughs> and i thought it's a very it's it's a very practical way of just um exemplifying uh, what's important in your business mm. and also giving it weight mm. uh, but tony even as we wind up I, we've already hit 30 minutes so uh we yeah. are, we would like to just wind up and and the the, the, the thing about stakeholders uh we mm. we are facing a lot of challenges yeah. with uh, um suppliers as well i find i find uh, like now the the people who are Uh, contracted our services are renegotiating how they they want the, the 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 scope of work so what what other what have you seen also and what are the ways or tools um businesses can stay afloat through renegotiating with their stakeholders uh okay now that's a very powerful that's a very important point for any business you're looking at the way it, it works and uh looking at it, its relationships with its uh, stakeholders in the take of uh, you know your suppliers you have you have people who I would assume you have people who are supplying you with goods and there is an agreement on how you you ought to pay them then you have those who are distributing your goods for example or if you're distributing directly then that is that is uh, that's something different you have other stakeholders like now the way we are talking about employees we have banks and other creditors who are also stakeholders if they you have a loan with them now the key as i said earlier is to look very very quickly as to first of all am i in business that's the first question if you're in business your product still has a has a has a market there is still demand for the product then if you have problems with your supply chain those who are supplying you with with the products uh, either can't be able to deliver like the way you you know you, you you faced with amazon then you look at other options the options would be local in your case but now these local suppliers are probably more expensive so are you able as a as a business to be able to swallow that extra cost that is coming up with you know sourcing from a Oops sorry I think I think we just lost Tony midway. Mm. Paul Sanatoni but I'm sure he will be rejoining us. Mm. 
uh, but yeah but just um, as i pick up on that conversation so yeah. zipor have also realized banks have become more lenient you know yeah. uh, if you have uh, a loan with them they they just don't strike you off it's not uh, it's not now cutthroat you give me my money ama we take you to court uh, they become very um, relational so uh the, 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 there's a friend of mine who told me they had to uh, go in into a contractual agreement where now post this covid which i don't understand what post covid is because it's just <laughs> i equate it to the way you know when when christ came he just changed things you know and it's changed forever Mm. now it's the same thing this thing has changed it's uh, just a new way of life so mm. the people who still have the mindset that okay things will go back to to that normal we knew mm. or what they're calling the new normal but uh, it's not the case this is it guys should just get that <laughs> this is it but as i was saying dialogue is so critical <laughs> Yeah mm-hmm. so Tony was saying dialogue with banks and creditors is so critical so that you can restructure your really? loans and mm-hmm. transparency showing them exactly where you you're sourcing your mm-hmm. money from and and they can also, they are being lenient that and remember the law now they're not throwing people into CRB I do, I don't know if that changed I remember they they had halted so that people can renegotiate mm-hmm. their contracts But as we close, what, what do you think about that, um, Tony? I know you're saying something. You can tie it with whatever your uh, what you had started, yes. and then we we will wind up yeah. with, with with ZP. All right. Let, sorry for being thrown out. Right? There was a problem there. Now, essentially, uh, as a business, we look at we uh, look first of all. Are you in business? If you're still in business, if you still have a market, then they look at the whole supply chain. uh from your suppliers your distributors your creditors your debtors and 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 look at that loop and see where are my risks where is the weakest where is the weakest point in that link and as a business uh, i readjust very quickly there's something that i heard about i think it's amazon jeff bezos says that amazon is run like a startup as much as it's a multi billion it's almost trillion dollar business yeah. it, it, it's run like a startup as in i was told that the headquarters of amazon is written day one office as in we are it's like we got this our first day and to, we are thinking how do we survive yeah and i think if there's something i can conclude to our here our our listeners if you're a business person if you're managing a business or if you're an entrepreneur readjust your thinking to think like day one uh, zipora like say because of covid every company is a startup every company now is a startup you've got to think like a startup and when if you are a businessman listening to this you've got to try and remember how it was when day one began the things you are thinking you're thinking about marketing you're thinking about uh sales you're thinking about uh, cash flow you're thinking about capital you're thinking about you know employees and all that everybody needs to go back to that place because as you say there is, we don't know when post covid will come so don't wait for post covid for the imagined post covid to start adjusting adjust now look at the whole 
look at look for new customers look for uh, try and impress the existing customers look at your supply chain talk to your bankers and conserve your money that will be my 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 conclusion wow think like a startup mm. yes. i love that tony that one has gone to the books yeah. thank you um yeah. <laughs> zipora tell us uh, maybe uh, the parting shots based on uh, what you are discussing mm. i love what tony has just said that uh, most of uh, our businesses we need to actually start thinking about our businesses as startup businesses because if we don't think about it like that we will struggle to recover um you guys are talking about post covid and uh, yesterday we were talking about uh, world health organization and the way they are planning to have i don't know many vaccines by 2021 and this is a realization actually that uh, this thing might not be going anywhere anytime soon so we need to actually start thinking about how do we move on with our lives and actually uh, survive in the next coming years because if it's not going away then we are not going to sit down and wait for it to go away okay so one of the things that i will tell employers as we start thinking as startup businesses we need to also engage our workforce okay we need to communicate with them what our plans are in terms of recovering in terms of re-engineering our business in terms of coming up with a strategy that will help us recover the other thing that i will tell um our employers is to think about negotiating their contracts with their employees uh if i have contracts that i'm no longer able to honor i have benefits i've given employees i'm no longer able to honor if this thing is going to linger long then actually it means i'm not going to be able to fulfill the contractual agreement so how do i start renegotiating contracts with employees again uh, there's a lot that goes in terms of renegotiating contractual um uh agreements with employees and it needs to be within the precepts of law so again it's important to start looking at those things and seeing what will work okay what will work in terms of what I'm offering my employees and in terms of how the business is going to recover fantastic i i like that just that's just re, re, restructuring yourself all mm-hmm. through and dialogue with every other person that you are related in in, the, in this particular business so um thank you guys i think our time is up um next week uh we won't even say maybe we'll have a guest on yeah and we are going to reveal them sometime this week so guys who are watching please follow our page on facebook linkedin youtube uh you will see some of the content that we're pushing out and the the premise of this whole channel is to empower you as an employer an employee or a businessman that's why we're here to serve you and you can always reach us on our whatsapp number which is linked to the post click on it and you can get uh, uh professional services from each one of us here uh but uh for now i think uh see you on the next one all right Thank you. Thank you, people. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you.